Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, the Matthew Sweet song? No. <laughs> Pierre, that I know you're here. <laughs> Pretty sure you're here. Your daughter singing? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Despite being sentenced to having to load the dishwasher, just like the Who's in Whoville, she's she persists de- in having joy. singing. <laughs> Sounded like Ethel Merman down there. <laughs> it's the most happiness. And then now, right under us, our son is watching our baby. The, oh no, I offered he, to take him back. Oh yeah, no. the, yeah, it, the baby. The baby's behaving himself, and all I can hear is the Simpsons blaring through there. <laughs> so this happiness... Peter being, Rabbit likes the Simpsons. What can I say? I've sent these kids to toil, uh-huh. and they are making, having fun with it. They're who's like their mom. Yeah, I don't like that. Pepper's a who, too. So tempting to <laughs> change that comment ever so slightly. Um. So, <laughs> you're so. So what else? You're such a jerk. That is not true. You are the Grinch. I, the Grinch was the only good character for the first ninety five percent of that movie, that was in that movie. Everybody else was awful. The dog was likable enough. I read great commentary on the internet, by the way, that I think about now about how the Grinch has really like taken over Christmas. How there's so much less Santa and. Definitely less Jesus, obviously, but less just purely enjoying the holiday from like an innocent, naive perspective and so much more Grinch content, Grinch blow up figures and lawns and Grinchy trees and and that it expresses a societal cynicism about the holiday that um, that didn't used to be there. You know, that people are taking the unreformed pre Whoville Grinch as the hero of the story and um you know letting that why is this one not working um and letting that uh character like define the season in a way that it was never meant to i don't think so i think the grinch is just one of the few really excellent christmas heels and people like him because he's interesting 
But why do people like the heel is the point, I suppose. Because, uh, like any, it, but the, the story of the Grinch is iconic. By the way, he turns good at the end, so don't worry. Well, yeah, Yahoo but... Yahoo 4A or whatever, something happened. No, I know, but that's not what people are taking from it, you right. know? Um, he's funny. He's got a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. His like thoroughness in stealing like every last morsel from the Who's, shoving all the trees up the chimney and all Something's that stuff. Something's wrong with one of these cameras, but whatever. Okay, it keeps turning off. I don't know. It's okay. It's not the one on me, right? It's that one that's on you, yeah. It's oh, no. It's probably not plugged in that well or something. It's probably a loose Do you want me cable. to try to change it? No, it's we're just you can be a black screen. It's fine. Okay. Oh, it's it's working, I think. I think I got it working. Okay, okay. now speaking of the Grinch, Alice, there's mm-hmm. another Grinch, but this is a company that's got four loca- now four closing locations in Boston. Fourth Walgreens is now closing in Boston in a predominantly black and Latino neighborhood. And tonight, neighbors who rely on that pharmacy are furious. As WBZ's Tiffany Chan shows us, they say it's more than just an inconvenience. Before we begin, we did the Save, save More last week, right? In San Fran, um, is that what it was? I, I, Save I more, Safeway or Save Safeway, more? Safeway, yeah. It was and Safeway, yes. much like the Safeway, you're going to notice an omission in this coverage. Mm-hmm. This is Channel Four W. This is CBS Channel Four, and it's so amazing how scared that these people are in these news outfits to give you the facts on the ground of what's happening here. But they're happy to. I mean, you would say, really, in the headline, it says residents outraged as Walgreens closes pharmacy in Roxbury. You would say, you say, well, in the headline, if the Walgreens was closed due to fire, then we'd find that out very quick. Yeah. But it's closed due to... Because uh, it's closing. <laughs> The store shelves are empty and the signs are up, alerting customers that this Roxbury Walgreens will be closed for good at the end of the month. How are they supposed to go get their medicine? It's sparking concern and... Now, before Mrs. How do they supposed to get their medicine comes on, maybe we should let people know right up front that it's closing due to shoplifting. Maybe let people know that before everybody who can't get medicine anymore gets a two-minute, two-seconds of time on camera. Outrage from residents who rely on the Warren Street drugstore in this predominantly... They protested and the signs say, hell no, Walgreens can't go or something. Black neighborhood. What happens to our seniors and our single parents that have no way to get to a Walgreens or another pharmacy anywhere near their home? And so we think it's insensitive, it's unjust. Reverend Miniard Culpepper points to the senior housing developments just steps from the Walgreens and questions how the elderly will get their medications, especially after the pharmacy chain closed their stores in Hyde Park, Nubian Square, and Mad. Is Nubian Square the one that used to have a different name? Of course, it had a different name. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, was that? Is that where? What was that? Um... Give me the D. Um... It, yeah, uh, Kate Casey used to go there. Nubian Square. Anyway, um, yeah. So, first of all, the standing outside protesting with the signs. It was Dudley, I guess, Square. Dudley, Dudley Square. Square Station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dudley. Yeah, that's where um, all the Occupy Wall Street stuff was, wasn't it? Or yeah, no? I guess was so. That different. Okay. It, but, anyway, but, 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 but let me tell you something. Sorry. Side Allison. note. Okay, go ahead. Um. In mid-February 2020, it was announced to be renamed to Nubian Square. Let me tell you something. 
The part of the problem is that it's re- been renamed Nubian Square. Right. Instead of instead of just things. making it Dudley Square and not having not worrying about it and doing things instead of doing things encouraging more symbolic changes mm-hmm. in lieu of the changes that are needed. Right. Well, but this expresses the exact problem with why they're standing out there with signs protesting because I think I mean, some people are more cynical, obviously, but there are people on the left, I believe, who legitimately think that there is a force of systemic racism that's like taking away Walgreens from people who need it. And that things like the name of Dudley Square are part of this invisible force of systemic racism that's doing things like taking Walgreens away from black people. Right. And so they think that that and they think if they stand out there with signs and protest the systemic racism and enough people read about white fragility and enough plazas are renamed that Walgreens will realize the error of their ways and how systemically racist they've been and put it back. Right. They think that that is the underlying root cause of the issue. Right. Isn't that exactly like because the left thinks in terms of activism and protest they think that's how things work i pencil that essay yes should be required reading uh yes in every i mean high school every middle school in america like people should understand this concept by the time they graduate from american schools that the forces that bring you a walgreens are not like some mysterious cobble of people somewhere making a decision about whether or not you're allowed to have a Walgreens based on your race or sexual orientation or something. Right. That it was a bunch of different people all over planet Earth making selfish decisions that allowed that Walgreens to magically appear in your neighborhood. Correct. And until people understand that, which is a non-intuitive concept, right? It doesn't make sense. Like, if you're a little kid, you think that way. Like, who put the Walgreens here? You know, but a bunch of people on the left are adults and still think like that. Well, totally. And also, it's the, the same- Walgreens is giveth and the Walgreens is exactly. taketh away. They, they think they, that way. It's just a place. Yes, yes. It's a place that has all this stuff. Why does Walgreens get so much stuff? That, and we don't get as much stuff as they get. Right. We should have the stuff the Walgreens has. <laughs> I know they think that, like they, they and especially they, since name the Walgreens, uh, uh, you know, after a, a uh, after Nubia, uh, southern Egypt, and that even just proves. See, well, that's Ethiopia, but still, yes. You, you gonna mess with me in this one, lady? Nubians are Nilo-Saharan ethnic group, indigenous to the region, which is now northern Sudan and southern Egypt. Okay, Dinklehead. fine. Let's get back to uh, Nubian Square in the Walgreens. Okay. And questions how the elderly will get their medications, especially after the pharmacy chain closed their stores in Hyde Park, Nubian Square, and Mattapan about a year ago. Walgreens says they're downsizing, but the Reverend... If you're not from Boston, those are all places that you uh, associate with crime. Yes. Calls it nothing short of corporate greed. Why do you think they target black and brown communities? Hear the uh, reporter. Target. Hear the reporter. Mm-hmm. That's the question. Why do you think the Walgreens is targeting black and brown people? 
Walgreens got into the retail business. Right. The citizenry got into the steel business. The two are incongruent. You can't have, two don't work together. Walgreens' business model was that by and large, the people who come in here are going to pay for everything. Right. And we're going to make a profit and keep the doors open. And that's how it, it works. Walgreens, by the way, has not been the most profitable chain in America of late. You know, a, both like Walgreens and CVS yeah. have been, I mean, you can tell when you walk into them. Rite Aid has gone out of business. This is not a sector of the economy mm-hmm. that's like booming and they have money to throw away on shoplifting. Right. But if you want to expedite the end of a Walgreens, then have people go in and start start giping stuff left and right. People mm-hmm. going, there's a bunch of news stories about people, people, go, people, the same person going in three or four times a day. Remember right. the Rachel Rollins stuff when she said she wasn't going to prosecute anybody? Of course. Well, she didn't. And people heard it and said, well, that means stuff is free everywhere. I think because they get no pushback. But they're now getting pushback. Protesting alongside dozens of other frustrated customers. Fight. The problem is with this guy, sir, and I, and I, I do feel for these seniors who can't get medicine now. The problem is that you're pushbacking against Walgreens. Not against Rachel Rollins. Not against Rachel Rollins. And not against any of your local elected leaders who are all for this criminal justice crap. Well, right, because there's no connection made by anybody in the media or by any community leaders. The media or knows any the of, connection. The media they're, knows the connection, yeah. but they're not willing to draw the connection publicly. Right. The community leaders, I don't know, some of them may be unwilling to draw the connection and some of them may just not realize it and think Walgreens literally just takes things away from black people for no reason. By the way, the anchor in this is David Wade, who um, I, I have heard good things about. Who, he and I had a little Twitter spat recent, this year about something. Yeah, I forgot what but, he was um, about. But David, you should know. Don't, don't be so desperate to do TV that you don't say, make a note and say, hey, by the way, guys, somewhere in the copy there needs to be free shoplifting. Because all you're doing now is compounding this misnomer that these companies mm-hmm. are going around willy nilly and saying, "Let's take the, let's take them all away from the black people." It's not what's happening. These places <laughs> are being besieged by shoplifters. I mean, imagine, imagine, like, for the people in these communities being told, like, from when you're a child, that everybody's just trying to take things away from you for no reason, and nobody ever points the finger at the rampant crime that's in your community. That's just all like made up by these forces of white supremacy that want to throw black people in jail, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, nothing better could happen for the black community than for the DA to be harsher on these types of crimes. Absolutely. Do the job that they should be doing. Right. There's the reason why. Make the community safer and more prosperous for everybody. Yes. That's the point. To keep this Walgreens open. Don't we need to have something in the community to help the black, the elderly, the sick? You know what I'm saying? They can't go far. The problem boils down to accessibility, says former Boston NAACP president turned health care advocate Michael Curry. Michael How do you Curry, get these jobs, I, I've by met the way. this guy, by the way. Um, he's a nice enough guy, but he's in the, uh, in the grift business. Uh, once again, the problem is, you hear how she said it? There's Dudley mm-hmm. Station they just passed. The need to sit, you know what I'm saying? They can't go far. The problem boils down to accessibility, says former Boston NAACP president turned health care advocate Michael Curry. The communities where they're closing these pharmacies are communities where people are uh, disparately impacted by disease. You know, two or three times higher rates in cancer, diabetes, heart disease, 
where life expectancy can be 15, 20 years less. While this is... Okay, Michael Curry, former NAACP honcho, just for the hell of it, let's see what you were up to in 2021. Curry, Michael Curry... Mm-hmm. A number of the NAACP, this is a WGBH uh, article, mm-hmm. a number of the a member of the NAACP board of directors said the people stay vigilant, people should stay vigilant in their calls for racial equality. Here's a quote from Michael Curry. Right now, we have to wake up this morning and know that as Martin Luther King's daughter said yesterday, she reminded us that the arc of the moral universe bends towards justice, he said. Mm-hmm. The reality is... The reality is you've got to make it bend. You've got to show up and demand that your elected official votes the right way on police reform and criminal justice reform. Okay. Don't people understand that letting criminals harm innocent people, which is what this is, because the corporation is... Like an amorphous blob. It just reacts to what's right. happening to it. So in, all, right? in other words, the all these people with though, these hell no Walgreens signs should be picketing Michael Curry right now and saying, hey, you're reimagined policing stuff? effed us. And we're losing all our Walgreens and all of our communities. We're losing all our cops in all our communities. All much less our kids' lives. Right. Like, right. I mean, but that's the thing is that like when we say the arc of the moral universe is long and it bends toward justice, I mean... Part of justice, the criminal justice system is called the criminal justice system for a reason, because part of justice is making sure that innocent people who didn't do anything wrong aren't harmed by criminals who want to, you know, steal from a faceless corporation and end up harming their neighbors. That's the point of having a justice system is that society gets wrecked for people who who didn't do anything to deserve it, right? That's right. that's why we have a justice system. That's why it's called justice, right? So if the arc of the moral universe is long and it's bending toward justice and we have to make it bend, then you should be for going after the people who are actually taking things away from the so-called black and brown community. Right. And that's people who are preying on it as criminals. Obviously. But of course they're not for that because that's, not as easy a grift. Right. Isn't the only Walgreens or pharmacy chain set to close location in the coming weeks? Curry says it begs this question. What is your obligation? What is your expectation as a corporate citizen to do what's right for those communities beyond what's right corporate just citizen. for your bottom line? And in the spirit you just have of to fight- lose money. Well, the obligation for the corporate citizen is to operate in good faith with the community with protections that all the community businesses should be afforded. But those protections are gone because people like Michael Curry and Rachel Rollins made them gone because of this, because somewhere a guy died in Minneapolis. We can't have a Walgreens now in Roxbury. This is a self-inflicted wound. And I, I mean, I don't know how much you're more we're gonna do or blame. So, so Walgreens has to live there as a charity store for free stuff. It's like the zero dollars. Be dollar a good trade. corporate citizen. Just give us things. Members of the community planned a rally outside of this Walgreens on Friday, January 12th, in hopes of sparking some change, hoping that this pharmacy is here to stay. From Roxbury, I'm Tiffany Chan. Tiffany Chan, the one who asked. Why are they targeting black and brown communities? 
I'm going to assume that she just doesn't know because she doesn't know why businesses exist or stay open or close. Right? It's not great. It's not great. But it's amazing. And, um, you know, this is just keeps on happening. It just keeps on happening. And people, like, wonder, like, why? Which why? It's so unfair. So unfair. But what do you expect? What do you expect? I mean, these people, uh, it's, it's unsustainable. It's unsustainable. You don't know what you're supposed have to do. To are doing and, some- and you're expecting one of these businesses just to absorb, just absorb. But I, I US think a lot of these chains like Walgreens don't... and CVS walked off the job this week over working conditions. The three day walkouts began yesterday. The work action follows similar walkouts last month in Arizona, Washington, Oregon and Massachusetts. So joining us now to talk a little bit more about why these walkouts are happening is Shane Jerome Jer- Jerominski. Uh, he's a licensed independent pharmacist. I, I tried to make it roll off my tongue, um, but I don't think I succeeded. But I'm glad that you're here to, to talk to us about this. Um, I know when I look sort of at my local pharmacist, which is a CVS, boy, are they working hard. I mean, it, it really crowded. does. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like they're under pressure. What are some of the changes that you'd like to see from pharmacy chains to improve the workplace? Well, sure. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, the, the working conditions are incredibly difficult right mm-hmm. now. We are pushing for technicians to have a better rate of pay. The starting rate should be $20 an hour across the, the board for technicians, and they should have guaranteed hours. The problem is, is that CVS and Walgreens are in this cost-cutting mode now that we're not in the throes of COVID vaccinations. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to do everything they can to to cut costs. And the problem is, is that cut, cutting costs leads to pharmacies that are very unsafe. If you're practicing in that environment, pharmacists, but pharmacists by working for CVS and Walgreens are putting their lives at risk and they're putting patient safety at risk. That's the problem. And that's what we, we're, we're doing this for as the American people. So uh, so to understand, um, so people who are watching this will. Is they- any faction going to mention the shoplifters? No. And. That's another big thing. Like when you talk about pharmacist safety, that's also a crime issue. Oh, totally. Because that's oftentimes like over um, opioids. Yes. They get held up and stuff. And like, yes, I would say that the understaffing is an issue, but the understaffing is also an issue because people like this go around demanding crazy rates of pay that the business can't support. And I mean, you and I have noticed this. I've stopped going to CVS or Walgreens unless I specifically need to fill a prescription right this minute because they're so understaffed that it's like almost impossible to deal with them. Yeah. We had to fill a prescription when we were in Connecticut and I called, you know, it was like an urgent thing where we called the kid's doctor and they called it into the closest CVS so we could fill it. And we called it like four o'clock and they were like i don't know try calling back like after six and we'll see if we can do it tonight it was they were so clearly like overworked but every time i've walked in a cvs i could have probably walked out with a bunch of merchandise there have been times when i've like tried to do the self-checkout and it's like glitched and said to get an associate it needed somebody to enter their id or whatever and nobody came so i left my merchandise like <laughs> they're these businesses are in trouble and it's not it's not easy to stay in business in this environment, you know, and yeah, they're just supposed to 
So there's a video from this guy named Hard Boiled Egg who's got a, a, a an account. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shows one of the Walgreens in Boston. This one's the or I think the Roxbury one. Um, this is from some Jan- question from- in the chat. By the way, how many times you've hit a Walgreens? Like you hit one, as in knocked the one over times that you've uh, removed things from stores without paying for them. I don't believe I have stolen anything from Walgreens. Um, um, or CVS, as a matter of fact. Although CVS would have been... When I was living in Beacon Hill, there was that CVS that was open 24 hours. If I was ever to do it, that would have been the time because I would have been feeling no pain at like 3 in the morning. But no, but I'm watching this video. shows these oh people filling up garbage bags. And while these two women filling up garbage bags. And the staff is saying, please stop. And these ladies are just filling up garbage bags with all the cosmetics. She's calling 911. And oh the God. third person just walked out. Call the police! Call it. Yeah, we need a police officer. Yep. Yeah, I mean, businesses can't function under these conditions. Right. And you can think it's entirely a political problem. You can thank your politicians for not wanting to do anything about it. You can choose whether or not you want to live in a crime-ridden hellhole. That's like a choice. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's it's too bad. It's too bad, but there's only so much that can be done. Breaking out, the FBI has arrested a transgender woman plotting uh, violence against Jews, black people, and allegedly targeting homeless, ho- uh, transphobic co-workers with Nazi imagery. A stockpile of guns, the FBI has arrested a 56-year-old transgender woman named Elizabeth Ballesteros West, who lives on Cottage Grove in Oregon. Found with a cache of guns, diagnosed with bipolar disorder. According to federal agents, uh, whatever. I mean, oh. mentally ill people. She also threatened her Ill. transphobic co-workers. She was found with 16 rifles. 11, well, she, I assume, is really he, right? I guess so, yeah. yeah. A notebook, uh, a composition notebook called Black Shadow Journal. I assume we'll be seeing the contents of that notebook sometime no soon. No way, no way. Uh, the affidavit states that West, the self-proclaimed Nazi dominatrix from hell, who is tired of the blackening of America and Europe and ready to stand up to the black orcs and the Jewish wizards, was first visited by the FBI in September. <laughs> Source told ABC reporters that West, who changed her name to Elizabeth Ballesteros West in October, of course, you don't know what this person actually is because... Nobody can report the we, actual we, news. We distort the truth then was arrested in 1993 for allegedly placing a shotgun in her father's mouth mm. and pulling the trigger. The gun did not fire. Maybe we should do something about mentally ill people. You know what? <laughs> Name the square thoughts? near that person, near where that all happened. and Rename it after a place in Egypt. So what a total mess. Uh, right. Bad news, honey. What? I know... Um, You were excited for season three of And Just Like That? Yeah. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Obviously. Sarah Ramirez has officially been dropped from and just like that. After the creators decided that their decisive, their divisive character, Che Diaz, was a waste of airtime and annoying fans. Oh, I see. Uh, Sarah Ramirez has been dropped you, from... You forgot the rest of that sentence. Not because of their stance on Palestine? Right. Well, yeah, I was going to get to that. So, uh, Ramirez, 48, a non-binary actor who uses they-them pronouns, implied they will not return for the third season of the Sex and the City spinoff in a series of posts shared to Instagram on Tuesday. They heavily suggested that their time on the show was over as they claimed that casting directors and agents are making blacklists of actors and workers who post anything in support of the Palestinians in Gaza to ensure that they will not work again. But a source close to the show ridiculed the suggestion... I would say so because half of Hollywood is pro-Gaza. So, yes, you know, and they seem to be finding work fine. A source close to the show ridiculed the suggestion, claiming that Ramirez's head had been on the chopping block since last season because their character held no value anymore and was annoying. Because what character? Their character. Oh, okay. Sarah was not fired because they support Palestine and the ceasefire, they told the Daily Mail. Sarah was fired. Who's they told the Daily Mail? Uh, That's the source close to the show. Oh, okay. So we can't get it pronounced for the day. No, 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 Sarah, no days. Sarah was fired because Che brought nothing to the show anymore. They were on the chopping block since last season. After Che split with Miranda, the character held no value and fans found them annoying. This <laughs> Some roller grenade into this. This storyline as a struggling comedian was a waste of airtime, and Sarah knew it. There are no talks to ask Cynthia Nixon's Miranda Hobbs over the actress's stance on Palestine, the source continued. Mm-hmm. Cynthia has been vocal you know about her is. support for Palestine and being an open lesbian. Smart. Sarah needs to accept her character was not a pivotal part of the storyline. Che, a newcomer to the spinoff series who introduced themselves as a queer non-binary Mexican-Irish diva, struck up a conversation, <sighs> struck up a relationship with Miranda after she abandoned her marriage to husband Steve Brady. The character was accused of being the worst on the series, which saw Miranda reunited on screen with Carrie Bradshaw and Charlotte York, played by Sarah Jessica Parker and Kristen Davis. Viewers found the character cringe and accused them of setting back non-binary representation. Is it possible to set back non-binary representation? There used to be no non-binary representation because... um, So uh, Ramirez accused the show of dropping them over their political views. Okay. By the way, you know, Uh I don't respect anybody, anybody, anybody who ever thought one part of Sex and the City ever was good or funny or a good show... Let me guess. Does the one with the, who looks like a blonde catcher's mitt uh, have a lot of shoes and and get into clumsy bad relationships in which she takes um, you know walks of shame home to her cobblestone? But like, mm-hmm. God, it's so lame. It just shows women have no sense of humor. And if you watch a spinoff of Sex in the City, City as a woman, you should be incarcerated. Um, but this is my favorite line from this article, which says that Diaz struggled with how producers wanted them to appear and said they are reduced to a phony, sanitized, performative, 
performative, cheesy dad joke, bull bleep version of what the non-binary experience is. Oh, my goodness. Seems like somebody who would be a pleasure to work with. <laughs> so the uh, non-binary Mexican Irish diva character was not a success, apparently. Even for Sex in the City, which has always been super, you know, accepting of whatever. Although you think about it now. Sex and the City is about like four like really privileged white ladies. Oh yeah. Who like they hang around with mostly privileged white men and then like one gay guy. Yeah, and they it. all are I mean, I guess sort of with the exception of the Miranda character, they're all like traditionally feminine and sexy. And even mm -hmm. Miranda's like Thin. I mean, she has short hair and she's a lawyer, so I guess that's as like unfeminine as it gets on Sex and the City. Let's go to our disappointment of the day. Gerard Mayo, however hard it is for me to dislike him because he's a great patriot and he's named Mayo. I do see color because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism. And whatever, whatever happens, black, white, disabled person, I've always, even someone with disabilities, I always, uh, you know, for the most part, people are like, you know, don't, you know, when they're young, they, they kind of make the spot hot. Younger people know what that means. But what I would say is, like, no, I want you to be able to go up to those people and really understand those people. So it goes back to whatever it is, black, white, yellow, it really doesn't matter, but it does matter so we can try to fix a problem that we all know we have. I do oh. see color. Great. Just don't see color. Just stop it. You, you're in a business where most of your colleagues are all millionaires or better. Right. You've all transcended the problems of the Walgreens leaving in your neighborhood. Right. Like to 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 keep to no pull down this victimization just in case you need it for later. Tommy in New Hampshire says he sucks and he's not a great patriot. Okay. I mean, there's other Patriots. I, t I would rather have Rodney Harrison. I, I mean, I, I, I feel more emotional about him. But Mayo was a good Patriot. I think, wasn't he? Okay, let's get to your friends at the World Economic Forum. If you had any doubt that these people are just absolutely nuts. Nuts. I like Javier Malay, though. What's happened is this, um, is essentially the world's global elites have, so that they can feel better about themselves, brought in psychotic freaks. And have countenanced their psychotic, freaky um, content, attitudes, and performances. Here's one. Um, this is a speaker at the WEF talking about ecocide. I mean, ecocide as a word is becoming more, it's becoming better known around the world. And the concept is generally mass damage and destruction of nature. Um, but legally speaking, um, what our organization and other collaborators aim to do is to have this recognized legally as a serious crime. Because one of the issues that sort of pervades all of this discussion is that we have a kind of cultural, very ingrained habit of not taking taking damage to nature as seriously as we take damage to people and property. Um, and that, I mean, you know, if you're coming the, the human rights... The moderator is just nodding, nodding along. <laughs> you should see, like, thoughtfully, yeah. At least you know mass murder, torture, all of these things are serious crimes. 
but there's no equivalent in the environmental space. Right. Um, and so, and, and you know, unlike a, an international crime like genocide that in, involves a specific intent. Did she get into a bank shot and hit the Jews on this one? It'd be very interesting. With ecocide, what we see is actually what people are trying to do, what businesses are trying to do is make money, is, you know, is farm, is fish, is do all of these things that are, um, you know, producing energy and so on um, as well. But what's... It, what's missing is the awareness and the conscience around the side effects, around the collateral damage that happens with that. So, in other words, that's from a Rebel News. Uh, for, in other words, these farmers who are producing the Stop world's farming, food. Stop fishing. They're committing ecocide. Mm -hmm. They have to be held responsible. Stop, you know, using fuel to heat your house, all those things. So, at one point, a bunch of these um, elite... Um, gift bag loving psychotics brought in this woman who seems to be some kind of a shaman she was dressed in some kind of native first people's clothes of somewhere around the world she seemed to be wearing what looks like a robin's beak at some point and making these noises She's rubbing her hands together. She needs to do this because she's about to visit each person sitting on the panel and blow in their faces. Still rubbing hands. She's wearing a, I believe, ostrich feather hat. She's now blowing. She just cleared her throat because obviously she's got a, a lingering cough there, but she's about to go point blank to these people. Why should I? That's in the uh, air. Yeah. Now I she's would... right in front of the first person. She moves to the next person sitting down who's about to get a mouthful of her uh, um, face blast. Third person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the COVID germs would be like the least of my worries here because... Okay. That's like definitely some kind of demonic ritual so, that she's possessed by, and I want no part of it. Can I be honest? Can I tell you, say something too? I think just based on what I've not seen, not let her blow on me. It, nobody, no, I'm not let her blow on me. But I also think that maybe that tribe wasn't awesome. Is my thought, and that's only based on from what I just saw there. <laughs> You're not going to be a part of any tribe we that don't, has face blowing we don't, as a practice we don't need that that doesn't do a whole lot except waste a lot of times when she rubs her hands it is not something that we necessarily need john Kerry at the world economic forum actually go work for the campaign to get out the climate vote, the youth vote. Uh, how successful do you think you can be in that question. position when the youth think that this is a president that is too old and too out of touch to lead them well, especially it. also when it comes to a foreign policy issue like gaza very fair and it's a great question um but let me begin it by saying i'm not stepping down in order to go to the campaign uh, i'm stepping down uh because i think that what we've done in terms of the dubai uh is so powerful in terms of encouraging this transition that it's going to open up a whole new set of uh, opportunities which are important and and, and in my job i came for a good. year the part's coming. <laughs> i've been there for three uh i think it's time 
I will campaign for President Biden. I will certainly, because the stakes could not be higher for our country, for the world. The stakes are as high as they get and as high as I've seen in the course of my public service. So I am going to campaign very happily because I think he's done a terrific job. He's shown experience. He's kept us from, you know, having a, 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 a complete breakout of uncontrolled war in many regions. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Nothing describes Biden better than saying, hey, is having a complete, he's kept us, you know, from having a complete breakout of uncontrolled war in many regions. Yeah, he's well, basically at one war per continent now, right. I think. Well, there are many reasons where there's not one. Uh, I don't know. Isn't South America gearing up to sure, have a war, fine. too? But many, there are and other then, regions. There and China regions. wants to invade Taiwan. We already have one in Europe. We have one in the Middle East. I mean, yeah, Australia's not at war. I'll give everybody There's that. no war in the Great Lakes. Okay. In True. Massachusetts. Many regions don't have a war. You really need to learn okay. to lighten up. Thank you. Kamala Harris on The View. A person running to become the commander-in-chief who is admitting he would weaponize the Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. These issues in terms of how we are doing on a daily basis and how our democracy and our country is doing are inextricably linked. A person running she, to I become the commander-in-chief. Stop it. Who is in- um, I, I kind of have grown to like her a little bit. I'm going to really enjoy the debate between her and Vivek. Yeah, well, <laughs> actually, Vivek should debate both of them. Yeah, well, I think uh, Trump and Biden just aren't going to debate. Yeah, I don't they- think either of them is interested in... I mean, Trump's going to continue to do, like, rallies here and there. But, I mean, like, I don't think he's going to be going to any, you know, like... Right. No, no, no there's no Normal reason. campaign events. There's no, there's no reason to. There's no reason to. I mean, the only reason would be to just because you have Biden up there, you know, stimming and stammering. But Trump doesn't play well with his enemies up there. And it's probably not a good look for him. Here's Schumer today. We said we have to do both. There were a couple of people in the room who said, let's do border first. We said we have to do both together. You know, I don't think that's a winning position. Right. I don't think it's a winning position that, yeah, we'll protect the U.S. only if we can protect Ukraine, too. Yeah, I I don't think uh, I don't think that flies with most of the American people. I think the border situation is a lot more pressing to a lot of people than Ukraine is. So I want to get to this um, this thing. It's not much about it, but this is local news, Boston news. Public court hearings halted for alleged clients of mass sex ring catering to prominent clientele. Cambridge Mass probable cause hearings initially scheduled for this week have been halted by the court for several people accused of paying for sex in a commercial sex ring that authorities said catered to the wealthy and well-connected clientele. Elected officials, doctors, lawyers, professors, accountants, and military officers were reportedly among a group of high-end clients who paid for the illegal sex services at various locations in Massachusetts and in Virginia. Supreme Judicial Court Associate Judge Frank Gaziano issued an interim order to stay the hearings on Wednesday. He said, on consider thereof, it is ordered that the association's motion to leave a file a brief amicus curiae is allowed. So 28 probate cause hearings had initially been scheduled to begin at 10 a.m. on Thursday. It's unclear Wednesday when or if the public court uh, hearings would be rescheduled. No names in the client list will be released until the probate cause has been found, officials said. Probable cause. I think, right? 
Yeah. Um, what horse bleep is this? What horse yeah. bleep is this? Let no. me tell you something. Tom Shattuck goes down to Mass and Cass and picks up a hooker, and it's an undercover cop. Your name will be out there. You will have my name the next day. When- yeah, I. It only makes me want to know who the people on the <laughs> list are more. Yeah, obviously. Because who the heck has like this kind of clout to keep their name from being out there this long? Yeah, such BS. Such especially BS. you would think like in this state with the governor being Miss- a prosecutor. Well, and, and also if so against human trafficking. Well, Maura Healy, anything, anything, right. Nothing. No, nothing. Nope. Name it Nubian uh, Square. That's what you should do. Alice, what is a hot sauce? That is a Chelsea Fire Wicked hot sauce. Ooh, very sexy there at the end. Oh. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. So I just heard this from Kent Sterling that um, Jim Irsay Irsay, uh, owns Colts. Okay. Braith was found unresponsive, a possible overdose. You know, he had a he has a problem with um, drugs. prescription drugs. So I don't know. Nobody's heard from him since December eighth. So that true. Either he's in a hospital trying to get some, you know, get better, or he's uh, in a coma. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. But if you anything happens to Ursay, the yeah. the Colts would be. Um, Ran by his three daughters. Can't be any worse, right? That's that's something. Well, I know at least one of them's always down there on the sidelines with a clipboard. Hmm. There we trying go. Trying to learn stuff. There we go. I don't so know. I don't know. First. Ooh. That's that's the, the the news I heard today about it. Well, who knows? Maybe it's time to invest in, in William Belichick. Doctor Cheswick. Hey. Uh, when you guys were playing that Hey, Dr. Cheswick, globalist. I have a question for you. Hold on, before you go. Did I hear you on the chump line? I actually, at one point, thought it was uh, Danny from Bill Ricca, but now I'm wondering if it was you. Was that you on the chump line yesterday with a pretty good chump for Howie Carr? Let me know. Hey, uh, when you guys were playing that globalist people talking... Above us all, because I can't understand words when elites talk. Yes. Their voices are so different. Stakeholders. Mm-hmm. One of those women actually said the term liberal democratic capitalism. Mm-hmm. And I thought you guys may have uh, sort of missed that. Isn't that communism? Yeah. <laughs> or socialism, at least. Maybe with a sprinkle of Marxism in there. Liberal democratic capitalism that doesn't exist. Not really. Yeah, no. That equals inflation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And terrible earnings. Also, with um, I heard, listened to the other podcast about tipping. Yes. And I just wanted to say I like to tip in cash to the um, server because uh, you know you don't want to. I don't pay off my credit card every month. Yeah. And I'd rather just give them the cash money right up front as opposed to, so, uh, you know, if someone's posting a picture of a, Mm -hmm. you know, an invoice that says no tip because they gave them cash, (sighs) that's kind of BS. Yeah. Just suggesting. 
That's yeah, all. that's because I've seen that happen before. Where and so I guess the moral of the story is: if you're a celebrity, don't leave a cash tip because somebody's going to try and say you didn't tip. Or write cash in the tip line. Right. Is is one you could go? I've seen libertarians write taxation is theft in the tip yeah. line. Um. But it, it's hard to have cash on you. Although I did spend, I did pay for donuts and cash today, which I did not have any. I had one bite of one um, <clears throat> at Market Basket. But uh, we just don't have cash on us a lot. It's probably a good idea to have some cash on us. Actually, Alice, it's probably a better idea than ever to have cash on us. Good idea, Dr. Cheswick. Thank you. That's the all-you-can-eat pod, by the way. Available. Free podcast. Wherever podcasts are found. Yeah. Jennifer. Allison, Tom. Hey. Uh Thank you so much for talking about the uh, World Economic Forum. Yeah. Uh, I listened last night to your podcast, and their words just left me cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally. Those are the people that want us driving electric cars mm-hmm. or taking government-funded buses Eating through bugs. the cities, where, which yeah. is where they want us. Um <coughs> Back in living like old Russia, Um, they want us eating dried crickets. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's all true. Instead of anything else, we'd wish a cheeseburger or some Mm -hmm. tripe or some uh, uh, fried squid. Um, Thank you so much for bringing that up and and going through that speech. It it just made me infuriated. Well, you didn't feel surfaced by uh, any of the speakers? I know, Jennifer. Well, if you've gotten this far, then you've heard this latest dose of the World Economic Forum. (laughs) They had Javier Malay, though, today. Yeah, he did rip them a new one. It's all in another language, but he did rip them. Um, As I could tell, um, it made Tom. Tom, I love your passion. Thank you. Um, P.S., um, happy belated, belated. Um, absolutely love you guys. Keep on. Thank you. Keeping on and um, love seeing the baby. Um, oh, thank you. Jennifer. And like I said, thanks so much for bringing that up. And um, go Trump. Trump, uh, <laughs> Trump 2024. It's got to be. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Jennifer. We really appreciate thank it. I you, can tell Jennifer. you, it, it, it's never seemed so much like it's going to be. In the last four years, then... Morgan praising your call in the chat, too, Jennifer. So definitely call more. There we go. That is high praise. Yeah, yeah. We certainly appreciate that. Yeah. The, the stuff for Trump so far, I mean, right now looks good. I still have so many fears about this race. <laughs> I do think yeah. that... I, I'm making a prediction right now. Okay. One, I showed Alice, first of all, the dog tracks of the dog that attacked me yesterday. You did mm-hmm. see the tracks. I did see the Correct. tracks. You saw the hill. I saw the hill. Everything yeah. was just as you described. Just as it right. So it all checks out. Um, two, I have a bold prediction, Alice. Mm-hmm. Guess what the October surprise is going to be for the Democrats, but it's going to happen before October. This will give Trump a separation over Biden of six points. Guess what's going to do it? Um, I don't know. I'll give you a hint. It's one of those cities where... Drug stores, racist drug stores are closing down. Chicago? Correct. What's going to happen in Chicago? The convention? Exactly. There is going to be full-on pandemonium. 
mm-hmm. outside in the streets of Chicago, and America's going to be watching it. And maybe gonna- I was thinking about this today too, because I was like pondering the election and will they try and get someone else in instead of Biden? And the only way I was thinking it works for them is if they do something that leaves Biden seeming like really sympathetic, right? Because if it comes off like they shoved out Biden and tried to replace him with somebody else at the last minute in a planned way, like to be cute. I think people, I think there will be backlash against it. But if like Biden dies or something happens with Hunter where it's like he has to step down for his family and they can like push this like noble thing, like where Biden dies, he's got an excuse. Well, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like, but it has to be something that like sympathetic that happens to Biden where he goes away. You know what I mean? It can't be like because if he like dies or if like something happens with Hunter where he like resigns for the honor of his family, then they can do this like dignified like yes. he's such a decent guy thing and like oh, he yeah. didn't want this. None of us wanted this. We have to carry on his mantle and they and can they, do like they a can, sympathetic they also thing. Can do, look at this. Biden had all the power and seeded it when Trump wouldn't let go. Yeah, and, but Washington. they can't like, but they can't like swap him out at the last minute, like shove him out of the way and run to the finish line because then they like, if they just jam Gavin Newsom in there because Biden mm-hmm. looks too old and they look like idiots for not having had a real primary, that's like not sympathetic, and they'll be perceived as having like but you can't have can't make it seem shady. Yeah, it'll seem it like seem... the fix is in if you just swap him out of the convention after you refuse to have a primary. It, well, yeah, so well, you totally. Have to, and, something and if you're sympathetic run has to happen with being, Biden. If you're gonna run against the Republicans being feckless and incompetent. Uh, you know, around the country and you want to take it back to Congress and you can't show that kind of disorganization, like an in- inside coup. Yeah, like, can't seem like a coup. It has to seem like an organic, sympathetic thing where they cement this legend of like Scrappy Joe from Scranton, like the decent politician riding the Amtrak train guy. Like they have to do that and like leave that image untarnished and have others with a heavy heart pick up his mantle to carry on into the future bravely, right? Anyway, that's my take. Love you guys. Um, definitely call the Shad Chat last Shad Chat of the week tomorrow. Yes? Yes. Today's Wednesday. I do know what day it is, I swear. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I forget what else I was going to say. If you want to join us for the live chat and for our live episodes and stuff like that, a little extra content every week, that's at the patreon.com slash burn barrel. But of course, the show's free. If you just go to burnbarrelpodcast.com, there's links to all the places you like to listen to podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.